Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. Well, for the last number of days, we've been talking about how to bring the best out in our kids. And I'm going down a list of ways that we can do this. I'm sharing some of the things that we did in our family when my children were small. I'm hoping by sharing that I can trigger some ideas in you and that you will come up with your own ways to bring the best out in your kids. We were speaking yesterday of giving focused attention to each child. We said that focused attention is when the child can say, I've got mommy or daddy all to myself. I remember reading about Susanna Wesley, who was the mother of the great revivalist John Wesley and Charles Wesley, who wrote many of the hymns that we sing today, and that her practice was to spend one hour a week with each of her children, alone, just focused attention on them, encouraging them, finding out what they wanted to do, what their interests were, and trying to help them pursue it. Now, this is interesting because I think in total she had 23 children. Now, some of those children didn't survive infancy, but she still had many children to take care of. And to imagine that all the responsibilities that she had in caring for them, that she determined to spend so much time with each one of them alone. In fact, she had a schedule and she had the days laid out of when she'd spend time with each one. And I tell you, that's a real secret right there, that you need to be intentional. You need to plan. If you just leave it to, well, when I find the time, I'll do that, it won't happen. You need to raise your family and your time spent towards it like you would any other task or job that you have to do. Plan and organize so it won't be neglected. So focused attention is very important. In fact, John Wesley wrote to his mother in later years about how he longed to be able to continue their Thursday evening sessions together. You know, these times and the memories of them probably did more to influence him than anything else his mother could have done. Sometimes it can be as simple as just reading to your child. I know when my children were younger, Kay would read to them and especially my second son. Many times I would come in and she'd be sitting with Steve beside her and reading him The Lord of the Rings. Now, if you know anything about The Lord of the Rings, it's quite a complicated and involved book. But when he was seven or eight years of age, he would just sit and just listen to Kay read him that story. So much so that his teachers would send notes back to us talking about his compositions and questioning and saying, you know, Steve's development in his composition seems to be so much further ahead than the other children are. Are you helping him in some way? And we had to explain to her, no, it's just simply that he was being exposed to this kind of literature, even at a young age. And he would take those concepts and ideas and put them into his own compositions at school. So I'm just saying, find a way, something that your child has interest in, and spend time helping them to develop it. And that leads us to the eighth area 
And it just follows right along with this, and that is to create a nurturing atmosphere. The atmosphere in the home is very, very important. Is it a peaceful atmosphere? Is it a relaxed atmosphere? Is it an atmosphere that children feel comfortable in? I tell you, this comes right back to our first point about strengthening the marital relationship. If there is arguing and bickering and tension in the home because of the strain in the relationship between husband and wife, this is not good at all for your children. But beyond that, you can create an atmosphere of music and an atmosphere where books are valued and important. You can have teaching videos. There's so much that's out there. Now, let me just also just caution you at this moment. You need to treat your television as a monitor. In other words, whatever your children see on the television should be something that you put on. And it is a monitor of the thing that you are playing, rather than just letting whatever is coming over the airwaves affect your children. You do not want your children raised by television. As someone said, we're letting our children be taught by people who we would never, ever invite into our homes. And yet through the television, they are in our home and they're teaching our children values and principles that are contrary to what we believe and are contrary to what God's Word teaches. And so I just encourage you, you choose what is displayed on the television. Don't let Hollywood choose what your children are watching. One thing that I did that was very, very important in those years, and I'm going back now 30 years. I hate to date myself that long to when my children were young, but but that's how long it's been. I purchased a whole set of cassette tapes, which was the Bible in drama. And it was also stories of great men of the past, their lives dramatized for children. And I tell you, I remember when we bought it, it was a lot of money. And we were just married and money was tight. And in those days, it was $350. Now, that doesn't seem much today, but it certainly was a lot back then. And yet we agreed, Kay and I, that we should purchase these tapes. And I remember this conscious thought in my mind. It's worth every dollar if these tapes will help my children to grow up and serve the Lord. And they certainly did. They listened to those tapes over and over again. It just dramatized all the stories of the Bible, made them come alive. It taught them the ways of God and how he intervened in the lives of those who had faith in him. And then they would listen to the biographies of the great men and women in history. Their lives dramatized, showing the character qualities that they had. Looking back, it was worth every penny. And yet at the time, it was something that we struggled with because those dollars could go so easily in another direction. So I just encourage you, make the investment that's necessary for your children to be taught and trained in the way of the Lord. That brings us to our next point. Number nine, model good behavior. You know, in spite of all I've said about having books and music and videos and so forth, you could do all that and still it would be ineffective in your children's life if you don't model the good behavior yourself. It's one thing to tell your children something, but it's something else to model it. As someone said, don't worry that your children don't listen to what you say. What you need to worry about is that they're watching everything you do. 
And that is so true. Our children pick up what we do much more than what we say. Listen to this writing entitled, When You Thought I Wasn't Looking. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator, and I wanted to paint another one. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat, and I thought it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake just for me, and I knew that little things are special things. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you say a prayer, and I believed that there was a God I could always talk to. When you thought I wasn't looking, I felt you kiss me goodnight, and I felt loved. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw tears come from your eyes, and I learned that sometimes things hurt, but it's all right to cry. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw that you cared, and I wanted to be everything that I could be. When you thought I wasn't looking, I looked, and wanted to say thanks for all the things I saw I wasn't looking. I tell you, that's a powerful writing because it speaks such a truth to us. I remember when my children were young, I was at home and I was upstairs in my bedroom and I was kneeling down by the bed and I was praying. And all the kids running up the steps and I knew that they were going to be coming in and I quickly got up from praying because I thought, well, I don't want them to catch me praying. I'd be a little embarrassed. And they did come running in and I attended to the things that they wanted. But after, I felt the Lord speak to me. And he said, don't do that again. Your children need to catch you praying. And I thought about it. And I thought, that's so true. They need to catch me praying. They need to know that their father prays. You see, I could tell them all the time to say their prayers. But if they never saw me praying, they wouldn't have the same sense of importance. As someone said, what you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Children will serve the God that you serve, not the God that you profess. Oh, that's so, so true. You see, we can say things with our mouth. We can say that we serve God, we love God. But if they see you put television first, you put sports first, they will serve the God you serve, not necessarily the one that you confess. Proverbs 20 and verse 7 says, The righteous man walks in his integrity, his blessed after him. As you walk out your life, and children are going to see it, and that will be the greatest inducement for them to walk steps. One father wrote, When my son was a small boy playing with his buddies in the backyard, walking one day, one of them remarked, My dad knows the mayor of the town. I overheard another say, That's nothing. My dad knows the governor of our state. What was coming next in the program of bragging, I heard my own little son, four years of age, say, That's nothing. My dad knows God. I hurriedly left my place of eavesdropping with tears running down my cheeks. I looked up to God and prayed, Oh God, I pray that my boy will always be able to say, My dad knows God. You know, that story could have been said of me. One of the greatest influences in my life was knowing that my father knew the Lord. He was a businessman, an entrepreneur, a farmer, but I watched him as I grew up, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he knew God. 
He would tell me of times when God made himself real to him. I watched how he lived his life, how he conducted himself, his honesty, his consistency, his love for our family. His life spoke so loud. I knew there was a God. And it was his example that held me during times of testing of my faith when I was a teenager until God made himself real to me in that same way. So today, let's determine that we are going to live our lives in a way before our children that they'll know that there is a God. We'll continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.